You are now rocking with Must Have Knowledge and Sass. There is a grieving process to this decision. Well, hello there. Thank you for joining me on Must Have Knowledge and Sass, the podcast. I'm your host, Tiana. I'm so happy that you're here today. Whether you're listening for the first time or the 30th time or whatever time you're listening to this podcast, I'm just happy that you're listening. Now, I know, I know I took a break. I know I did. I'm back now, okay? That's all that matters. So I am super excited about this new series that we're starting called Why I left education. So I'm going to be interviewing people each week and telling you, well, they are going to be telling you why they decided to leave the field of education, whether it's permanently or temporary. Now, I want to go ahead and get this disclaimer. I am not advocating for people to up and leave education, okay? I am providing a platform where people who might want to leave and don't know how to leave can hear advice from other people who have left or those uh, people who are struggling with the decision whether or not they want to continue an education. Maybe one of these stories is going to influence you to either stay or to leave. Do whatever is best for you. So I wanted to provide a space where people can be vulnerable and transparent regarding why they why they decided to leave education. So our first story that you are going to hear about on today is Bridget's story. So let's get right into it. Well, thank you so much. Today's guest is Bridget Kuypendahl, and I'm so excited to meet her. To meet her. I actually um, was introduced to her via Instagram. It's like, that's where we find a lot of our connections nowadays. And so when I heard her story, um, I was like, yes, definitely has to be on uh, the podcast. So welcome, Bridget. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. So, of course, I have to begin this episode by asking you, what is bringing you joy today? Um, I thought about this a lot this morning um, on my commute here to work. Um, Definitely every day my family brings me joy. But this morning, my cats were like running around the house, kind of like crazy cats. And um, it's just always fun to see them, you know, doing their thing and running around crazy. Okay, that's what I like. Listen, anything that brings you joy, it's like when you focus in on that, it's like it just makes your day so much better and puts it into perspective. So that's why I love to ask that question first. So, how did you get started in education? Like, how did this come about? Yeah, so I have always wanted to have a job as like a caretaker or some sort of like uh, purpose driven job. Mm -hmm. Like I've always remembered and not necessarily wanting to be a teacher per se, but just like wanting to have a job where I care for others. So um, moving through high school, I was in dance and I thought about maybe going into like dance teaching. Um, But I also recognized that I myself was a struggling student. Mm -hmm. So then moving into college, I really focused on like the education, like teaching aspect Um, And once I got my first teaching job in Chicago, I began taking classes to get my special ed endorsement. And that's when I started working with 
diverse learners and helping struggling students that reminded me a lot of the struggles that I had in high school. Um, yeah, and I've been doing that for eight years now. So I, I love this the story. It's like usually our purpose and our passion is connected to just a challenge that we had in our own life and like that alignment. And I've heard that um, I've heard this from several other teachers about like what forced them to get an education. It's like there was a challenge. It became something that I was passionate about and it's something that was aligned with what I end up doing in the in my future so that is amazing um now I want to know as you're thinking about pretty much how you got into education and thinking about how many years have you been in education by the way by the way this is year eight just wrapping up year eight year eight so I know you have like tons of memories whether they're good or bad but what are some of your most memorable moments in education I, I, there are so many. Um, I think right now, just given like where I am in my career and kind of reflecting back now that I'm like wrapping things up, um, a lot of my like favorite memories are coming from like success stories of former students. So I recently found out that one of my former students, my like oldest group of kids that I worked with, Mm -hmm. um, they're now graduating high school. And I found out that one of my former students had a full ride to Columbia college. Yes. So I'm just like finding out these like exciting things. And that's something that's so hard about education and teaching is that we often don't get to see that end result. Mm. So I'm really grateful that I'm able to like see at least my one, like my first group of kiddos reach that point in their lives. Um, that they're like reaching success and, and moving on to bigger and better things in their life. I think in general, a lot of my most memorable moments are more negative ones. I think with the population of students that I worked with, I had a lot of students with behavioral disorders. Um, so a lot of my most memorable moments are, are also reasons that brought me to, to wanting to leave education. Um, just really stressful and, and honestly like traumatic situations with some of these kids so as we're thinking about that memorable moment that's negative that has or moments that have lent themselves in this decision that you have made so when did you realize that it was time to leave education okay so I think I've always I never realized this but I think I've always considered doing something else and I was speaking with my sister yesterday and, and one of our coworkers said something along the lines of, well, I want to retire a third grade teacher. Okay. And that thought had never entered my mind. And it felt very freeing to feel like validation in my choice to not continue. Um, because that was something that, and I feel like probably a lot of teachers are just like, this is my job. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And that's a thought that never really entered my mind and so it kind of validated me in knowing that I've I've made a choice that is best for me but I think a specific incident from this year um I mean this year has been challenging for all educators but I think there were many situations with some of my students where I needed more support I was hoping to get more support from for my students and I wasn't able to get those things right um, and it's just disappointing to work in a system where I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall constantly trying to get support for these kids and not getting the support that they need. 
Right. Do you feel like it was more of, because I've heard someone else say this before and it connected with me. Um, one of my friends was like, I'm just tired of fighting. And yeah. she talked about something else. It was it had it didn't have to do with education. She was like, um, I, I, it was like something that was going on in her life. And she was like, I, I'm tired of fighting every step of the way. And, every step. Okay. So that sounds yeah. like you also. Yeah. And it's, it's like I said, it's fighting with admin. It's fighting with, I mean, the community that I work in right now, I'm very lucky. It's a very safe neighborhood. It's a very affluent neighborhood, which brings its pros and cons. But mm-hmm. I feel like we're constantly trying to prove ourselves to the parents and fighting with them. And it's just, it is exhausting to have to do that all the time. Right. So as we are thinking about pretty much you're leaving and this is, this is your last year. Like you're wrapping up and like next year you're like, this is my last day. Like today is my last day. (laughs) So when you thought about this timeline of leaving, has this ever entered your mom before this year? Like, uh, I might need to step away. Yes. Um, but in terms of doing something else within education, like I thought maybe go- of moving into admin. Okay. Um, but never the thought, like I've never been really sold on the fact that I didn't want to be a teacher anymore up until like recently. Okay. So when we're thinking about this and you like you put in the resignation, I know here in North Carolina, um, different school districts, like there's days, like you have to put your resignation in or, and things of that nature. So when you put your resignation in, what was that, that moment? How did that feel like when you finally submitted that to your admin? So I don't have to officially resign yet, but I did have very hard conversations with my admin mm-hmm. about leaving and I am close with my administrators like on a personal level and I was on the administrative team for a while so those conversations were really hard Mm -hmm. um just to share with them like the struggles that I've been going through like mentally just that I was kind of over it and just burnt out Mm -hmm. um so I felt very vulnerable but in the end I I I feel very confirmed in my decision and very like happy with the choice that I made good so what have you discovered about yourself like going through this journey of leaving education um I mean there's been a lot of Mm self-doubt I think that's natural for like leaving a career like what else am I going to do what else am I qualified to do um but with that I've learned like I I can do anything like teachers can literally do anything. Um, And so I, I feel like a lot stronger in my, in myself and in my choice that I made. Um, My colleagues have been the most supportive. Everyone has said like, they're proud of me and like, they're jealous. I think teaching right now is really, really hard. So I feel grateful that I'm in a spot like financially with my husband and just in life that I'm able to make this choice because I know that it's not possible for everyone to just like up and leave their job right now. I don't have another one. So I feel like it's brought in, brought in me like a lot of personal strength and just strength in like the, the team of people that I have in my life. Yes, because I, in hearing your story, 
no one decided when they went to college, took all those finals, went yep. through all that coursework. Took all those standardized tests. Like no one thought like, oh yes, this is going to be a stroll in the park. Like, I, and I think this is the thing I, I want people to understand is this is not a decision that was made just off of a whim. This is mm-hmm. like, no, I didn't spend all these years in college. I didn't go through getting a certification eight years. I'm about to walk away from a large chunk of my life, 10 plus years. Cause if you think about it, you start college, you go through four years or however many years you went. Yeah. Through, plus my eight years, your eight years of teaching. It's like, I've been in this for a decade, over a decade. And now there's about to be the separation. There's about mm-hmm. to be divorce. And it's like, for me, this takes a lot of courage. So I'm glad you discovered one, I'm way more valuable than maybe I perceive myself to be because I didn't, I was like, what am I going to do? And I had those same feelings as well. It's like, all I know is teaching. Yep. And then someone had to say, it's like, I had to realize through um, this uh, person that works at um, human resources, like break down your skills. Those skills are more than just teaching skills. Yes. Those skills work in the business world. Those skills work in corporate America. Those skills work. Even if you want to do nonprofit work, those skills work everywhere. Even if you want to start your own business, those are skills that carry over other places. What other person on earth can take a large group of kids? Oh my gosh. And teach them something and have them all sit and listen. Not only yeah. content, but teach them how to be better human beings, how to yeah. be better citizens in our world, how to be responsible um, adults, like grow up to be responsible adults one day. It was like, what other, help, help me to know what other um, <laughs> career does it. Like that, that is a different skill set that everyone mm-hmm. does not have. And so I'm happy that you discovered like, whoa, 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 hold on. I, I'm more than just being defined as a teacher. Yeah. And I think there, there's, there's like grief that is involved in leaving because I, I, I think especially for me, first of all, it's just leaving the career that you've dedicated so much of your life to. And also like, this is my family that I've built here at this school. This is the only school I've ever worked at. So I, I, it's really hard to leave, but I know I know that my decision was the right one, like for me and my mental health. And I know that I can build this again at whatever I do next. Yes. And that, that, that I think, for, well, I know for myself, especially during COVID, mental health became this thing where I was forced to face it. Yes. Yeah. And I could no longer escape prioritizing mental health. I had to yep. figure out what causes me anxiety. I had to figure out how to navigate through those thoughts. I had to figure out, okay, what does self-care really mean? Because I thought yeah. self-care was me just going to get my nails done. And- totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I was like, right? what is self-care? Like, hold on, what is this? It's like, no, self-care <laughs> is self-love. Yes. Like, how do I define self-love? And once I got to that point, oh my gosh, like self, like health, mental health, was like, okay, this is how we're learning how to define this. And that is what, and it doesn't just stop here. I'm quite sure you're not like, oh, I have the perfect definition for how I'm going to heal myself mentally or how I'm going to prioritize mental health. It's like this journey that you're about to go on as well. 
Yep. And I think this, this step of me, like quitting my job and not having another one in, in the real life world, like pre COVID pre pandemic, like that is not a choice that I typically would recommend people to take Yeah, obviously. But I think for me personally, with where I am in life, like this was my active self-care. Like this was my big task for myself because I knew that like none of the work that I want to do personally, I could do with the role that I currently have in education. Yes. And I, I want other people to also realize this and I'm going to reiterate this um we are not advocating for people to just uh, up and leave educate like that's not who we like no this is we're advocating for people to make the decision that's best for them yeah and maybe that's a different role within education maybe that's uh, because my principal offered me various other positions I could be a gen ed teacher she offered me a coordinator position but for me I needed to just leave and like cut those ties right now but there are so many other options within the education realm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would recommend just up and quitting your job because it's a little scary. <laughs> it is scary and it, it takes a lot of planning to go in and it seems like you, um, you have definitely like planned this out even with like, hey, I need to keep my health care. And that's something that I had to realize as well. It's like, what is healthcare going to look like for me? Because yep. the reason why I stayed in education was like, well, where am I going to get benefits from? What am I yeah. going to It's like all of these little fears that you have that you you have to become accustomed to not finding comfort in having those things anymore. Or they're going to look different. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's healthcare.gov. And it's like, that's where I talk to people as like, who did you talk to um, when you were making this decision to leave education? Um, I, first of all, spoke to a therapist, mm-hmm. really recommend seeing a therapist outside of um, work. Yes. This is not someone that um, like know, knows much about education. This was just someone that I found, but um, she has been super helpful. And even just bringing up those little things like insurance, Yes. Um, and my pension and, and those little things that I just wasn't thinking of right away. Um, she has been super, super helpful. My sister, I'm also very lucky that um, she works in the same building as me. She knows my admin. She knows my coworkers. Um, she has been really invaluable for helping me make this decision. And then also my husband has, you know, supported me and talked me through all of these different choices. Listen, having a good try behind you is always the, the key to make yeah. like key transitions in life. So I'm so happy that you have a tribe that not only was there to talk you through this, but also support you in the end of your decision yeah. making. And um, now that you like today's your last day and it might not, it might be a question that you might have to reflect on even after today, but I'm still going to ask it. Mm-hmm. How are you defining happiness for yourself? Um, I think I've already reached a level of happiness, like even just making this one decision, I just feel like a sense of relief. Um, I think, yeah, having this be my like big act of self-care really has brought me a lot of joy and confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. Um, there's still a lot of anxiety and, and fear and doubt about what's going to happen in the future, but, um, 
I, I, yeah, I think that just really prioritizing myself and prioritizing what I need for me and my family over like what I need to be doing for this school is, is the way that I will find my own happiness. Yes. So Bridget, when I say, I thank you so much for this interview. Thank you. Transparent, allowing me to hold space with you in order to, excuse me, allow me to hold space with you in order for you to be as vulnerable as you needed to be. I truly thank you because I want um, your story and it, it may, I hope it does resonate with someone else. Um, There might be someone who's like, yo, I want to do this, but I don't know how to do this. Or um, I've been thinking about doing this. Maybe I should just hold off one more year, whatever their story may be. I hope that they see um, light in regards to how to move forward. If this is this decision that they want to make. But most importantly, I am so happy that you are prioritizing yourself. Thank you. Yeah. That you are finding joy. I'm happy that you are defining happiness. And I know that whatever steps you take after today, they're just going to continue to be in alignment with the person that you are becoming. So I am so proud of you for this great step. And thank you so much for this interview. Thank you so much. This was lovely. Yes. As always, thank you for listening to this episode. Please follow me on Instagram at musthaveknowledgeandsass. Also on Twitter at knowledgeandsass. And that word N is actually the letter N. So knowledge, the letter N, sass on Twitter. And please subscribe. Leave a rating also while you're there. I hope you have an amazing night, amazing day. And I hope it's all full of joy. Bye, y'all. Thank you.